is episode number 109 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Want to absolutely eliminate public speaking fear? This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on Fearless Presentations, Doug Stannard. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast. This is Doug Standard, CEO of the Leaders Institute and Fearless Presentations. And based, and this is the podcast that really helps you design better presentations, reduce public speaking fear, and really just become the kind of speaker that you've always wanted to be. Um, on this session, we're going to cover uh, a, something that, that I, I've been wanting to cover this for, for quite a while. Uh, this comes up in my Fearless Presentations classes a lot where folks who go through, they say, okay, because um, we spend quite a bit of time helping people design better presentations in addition to reducing public speaking fear. And they go, well, what happens if I have absolutely no control over the presentation? Somebody else has actually designed this or my company has a presentation that I have to deliver exactly the way that they they asked me to do it anyway. So what happens if you have to deliver one of those kind of presentations? So the topic is how to deliver a bad presentation. And I'll give you my my best tips anyway on that kind of thing. Um, just so you know, the, the uh, podcast is brought to you by Fearless Presentations. And we've got a ton of classes coming up in the early part of the year. Um, specifically in a lot of the major cities. So we got Dallas, Philadelphia, um, Chicago, uh, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Los Angeles, Phoenix. Um, basically, if, if you live in and around any major city, go to fearlesspresentations.com and look out, look at the seminar schedule and you'll be able to see uh, which class that that still has seats available. Um, the, the way that this works, by the way, is we're not just providing a class for you. What Fearless Presentations does is we give you a year's worth of coaching. So when you register for even just a single class, you get a whole year's worth of, of um, access to live webinars once a week, um, access to your instructor to get individual coaching from them if, if, um, if that's something that you need. And the cool thing is, is that you can go through the two-day public speaking class up to three times times in a in a year the two-day class you can go through that over and over again which really helps by the way i mean once you kind of get all the basics down you get really good at, at the stuff that we teach being able to come back and master those component parts of a presentation is just phenomenal um, and, and you get all that for the same fee that most companies charge to just go through a two-day class in fact in some cases uh, less of a fee than most of our competitors charge so I would ask you to check that out, fearlesspresentations.com. All right, let's get on with today's podcast. So what happens when somebody forces you to deliver a bad presentation? So you didn't actually design the speech and you didn't even create the endless slideshow. However, you're the one who has to stand up in front of the group and deliver this gem of a presentation. So how did you deliver a bad presentation? Um, are there are there actually things that you can do to make a bad presentation better? So in this episode, I'm going to show you some things that you can do to really improve any presentation, specifically if it happens to be one of these doozies that you really have no control over. Uh, first, I'm going to cover some major mistakes that people make when they design presentations for someone that, for someone else. 
so if you happen to be in a position where you're creating other people's presentations, you want to play really, really close to the first few minutes of the of the podcast. And I'm also going to give you tips on each each one of these kind of things. So if they have if they're happening to you, I'll give you some things that you can do to to help reduce the the challenges anyway. And then in the end, I'm going to give you a few tips that will help you make any presentation more interesting. So if it's one of these, especially that uh, somebody has designed and you don't have a whole lot of control over the content, I'll show you some things that you can do even to those to make your presentation more interesting and make you a much, much, much better public speaker. So the the first big mistake that a lot of organizers make is uh, is when they're when they're creating these presentations for somebody is what I call creating the all-encompassing presentation. This is the most common version of a bad presentation. So, um, and in fact, a big portion of the people when they come through my classes on uh, when they're looking for help on how to deliver a bad presentation, this is the main cause that they're dealing with. So their, their company has created this all-encompassing presentation that covers every single thing under the sun that could possibly be covered in a presentation. And most often, this is because of two reasons. Uh, first, the creator is trying to help the presenter and just kind of overhelps. That's very, very common. We just want to make sure that when I'm giving a presentation, I'm giving a presentation to somebody, I want to make sure that um, that they're they're really prepared when I go out. And so they're they're actually really trying to help. Uh, the second one is a little bit more difficult. It's because of legal requirements or governmental regulations, a standard structure must be presented. So there's an approved presentation that for legal reasons or for um, um, uh, governmental reasons, it, it has to be covered. That one's a little bit more challenging. So, so the, the, the main thing that you're going to find with both of those causes is that this approach, it eliminates one of the most vital parts of a great presentation, and that is focusing on just what the audience needs at the moment. And by the way, the easiest way to fix this is with the podcast, Design a Better Presentation. So if you go back, I think it was presentation, uh, I actually, I don't even remember the number, but if you scroll back through the, through the podcast, you'll kind of find it. Or if you just go to the show notes, if you go to fearlesspresentations.com, look for the show notes of this podcast. Um, I'll put a link to the other, the other podcast in it. Um, so, but, but, uh, or by the way, another good, easy way to fix this is that you can request that the presenter designer, the presentation designer, the person who's putting this thing together, go through one of our classes. That's a big help. And a lot of times people forget to make that suggestion because it can be a little difficult sometimes, a little awkward. Um, but one solution is to create a printed document as a, what I call a leave behind. So, um, if you have this all encompassing presentation, if you cover every single thing that's in that all-encompassing presentation, you're going to bore the audience to tears. It's going to be so boring. I don't care how good of a presenter you are. I don't care how stellar your presentation is. You're going to bore the crap out of the folks that are listening. So if you create a lead behind, though, if you make a printed document with either the, the slides printed out or something like that that people in the audience can kind of refer to, it, it, it basically makes it to where you've covered the the content better um so, so it, it you've uh, you you've cre you've done your obligation you've done your obligation so you have actually uh, delivered the the content but now you can go back and and deliver the um the the content that is most applicable to 
the people in the audience, you can do that in in a little bit more difficult uh, detail. So you don't have to cover every single thing that's in the presentation now because it's in a printed format. You can just say, hey, out of this entire slideshow that that we've created um these are the things that are most important to you and that that's that's a much 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 better way to deliver a presentation like this another way to deliver presentation is to just cover all of that content in a cursory fashion just kind of zoom through the slides really quickly just and and a lot of times what i'll do when i'm doing one of these is i'll just say Hey, you know, my company has obligated me or or the powers that be have obligated me to kind of cover this. And I'm, so I'm going to zoom through all of the, the content just so you get an overview. And I'm going to go back and cover a few of these in a little bit more detail. That's a little that's a better way to do it as well. So you can spend more time and effort on the specific parts of the presentation that are most interesting to the audience. So that's the first big challenge is the all encompassing presentation. The second challenge is what I call the highly educated speech. So this is when the organizer uses what I call Harvard words. <laughs> so the, the, um, just so you know, the, this, this most often occurs when the person creating the speech is concerned about his or her education level. So this can occur when someone is designing a presentation for the executive team. You know, maybe I'm a, a younger employee to a company and I'm presenting something to the, to the higher ups, so the, the, a much higher level at me than me at, in the company. And so I'll use Harvard words because I want them to see how educated I am. Um, it can also occur though, for instance, if like I've seen this where a, a nurse is presenting a presentation to uh, a group of doctors or a paralegal is presenting a presentation to attorneys. Um, it, it's where the people you think the person who's presenting this thinks that the people in the audience have a higher education level than them. So, I mean, those are some of the obvious ones that I mentioned, but it can happen in a lot of different areas. So if you, if you feel that um, the presentation that's been given to you, uh, it sounds like the example I'm going to give you in a moment, then it might be that the person who's, uh, who's designing the presentation might have a challenge with his or her education level. So for instance, a Harvard word title might be something like, Dilute the austerity and prolongation of glossophobia episodes while orating to vast congregations. Okay, now that's an over-exaggeration, but basically that is a really difficult way. Anyway, I guess it's probably the best way to say it. Difficult way of saying reduce public speaking fear. So dilute the austerity and prolongation of glossophobia episodes while orating to vast congregations. It's uh, reduced public speaking fear. Saying things in a more simplistic way is a much better way to explain your content to your audience. So, so look for that. If you if if the presentation that you're being asked to design has has a, a whole list of these Harvard words in it, that might mean that you're going to need to paraphrase. So, if you're looking, uh, and by the way, um, if you're looking for how to deliver a bad presentation this is and this is your situation you most likely are going to use what i call the b button a lot so the b button on powerpoint blocks out the slide so what you would do is you would show the slide you may not even read everything on there if it's kind of like the one that i mentioned before where it's really confusing you just kind of put it up so that you've done your obligation you show the powerpoint slide and then you hit the b button on powerpoint it will actually black out the slide so you show the slide refer to what you need to and quickly black it out and then once the audience focuses on you now you insert an easy to understand story that that relates to the point that's being made and for details on how to tell a great story there um, one of the podcasts that we did recently is how to tell a great story i'll put that in the podcast notes as well 
Um, the third, the third mistake that that these these organizers will make when they're designing these presentations is, it's a presentation that you don't actually understand. So somehow you've been chosen to give the presentation, but this is not really in your bailiwick. This is not really the thing that um, that you're an expert on, but you have to deliver it. And um, by the way, that can happen for a lot of different reasons. Uh, most common, it's where the person who actually designed the speech calls in sick or they have a challenge and their schedule um, changes and somebody has to fill in. It doesn't mean you're not, you shouldn't deliver those presentations. It just means you're going to be way, way, way more nervous and you're going to want to study those presentations uh, for longer. You're going to you want to spend more time on the, the study part of it. So, um, um, I'll I give you an example of this. A recent woman in, in my class had to deliver some continuing education programs on topics that were really outside of her expertise. Um, she was in a, a profession where the, the folks that were members of her association were um, professionals, and so they had to get continuing education. And although she was on the staff of this association, she wasn't a member of this profession. So as a result, it was much more challenging for her to deliver the presentations. Um, so she spent the way that she she helped herself anyways was was she spent a ton of time studying the exact presentations and the examples and she got to a point where she could actually deliver the training pretty effectively and in fact she became pretty competent at answering questions however she still felt uncomfortable that was one of the reasons why she was coming through the fearless presentations classes that she wanted us to help her with her comfort level and you know and we we do our best but if you're presenting on something that you're really not the expert on that comfort level is always going to be a little challenging so just just kind of keep that in mind doesn't mean you can't do it it just means that your comfort level when you deliver one of these presentations is going to be off kilter just a little bit uh, by the way it's easier to find an expert on a topic and then teach that person presentation skills that's what we do it's much harder to train a presentation to be an expert on the topic. So we've got a great presenter and I just want that presenter to, I'm going to train that presenter to uh, be an expert on that topic that he or she is speaking at, uh, speaking on. Um, I, I give you an example of this, by the way, years ago, a local financial planner here in the Dallas Fort Worth area on the Fort Worth side, um, he used to come to all of my local presentations. So this guy owned a franchise for, or a, um, an office anyway. He, he was the, in charge of this big office for its huge New York financial planning company. And every time that he would go to one of my presentations, he would, he would be the first person that would come up and start talking to me as I would come off the stage. And every time he asked, he offered me a lucrative position <laughs> with, with this company. And, um, and he, he, so what he wanted me to do was he wanted to, me to deliver these financial planning seminars for him, for his group. And he wanted me to come in and really captivate the audience and really build trust with the audience. And then the people who wanted more details about the financial planning that his company offered would then schedule a meeting with one of his financial planners. And um, so he did this over and over again. And the fourth time that I turned him down, he offered me an ungodly amount of money. He was really, he really wanted me because he saw how good I was at, um, at really making a connection with the audience and delivering content effectively, especially difficult content or detailed or technical content. And so he really wanted that with, within his organization. And, and I guess I almost accepted. And I, the reason that why I didn't though was because it wouldn't have worked. There was no way that that plan could have worked. It was, it sounds good, but it's not at all a fan, a great way to, to, um, 
to uh, organize a, a presentation because I would have had to have spent years learning that industry. I have no experience in financial planning. I mean, I took a little bit of that in college, but that would have been you know 10 or 12 years ago uh, prior to this, this incident happening, which has been a long time now. But um, the interesting thing was is that after the fourth time, I said, hey, here's a better plan. Why don't you have me come in and train your financial planners, and then any one of them can do what I'm doing on stage. I can teach them how to do this. That'll take a short period of time, whereas if you try to teach me how to be a financial planner, that's going to take a much longer. So it was easier, and it was much, much cheaper for him as well. So, okay, so um, those are the three major things that happen that cause, uh, that, that cause challenges or cause a presentation to be a, a bad presentation. And um, I, I, the, so what, what, for the rest of the podcast, I'm really going to cover how to deliver that bad presentation that really doesn't fit one of the above challenges. And by the way, these will be helpful even on the, the, the ones I've covered already. But if, you're, if the situation that you're in fits some other type of criteria, these are some, some things that you can do. So the first thing that you can do is insert your own personal experiences and stories. So just as with the highly educated presentation that I talked about before, stories are great at making bad presentations better. So in fact, stories and examples make bad presentations good. They make good presentations great. They also make great presentations exceptional. So a good rule of thumb is to insert at least one good story for each point that you make. Um, I'll give you an example. I was at a speaker's conference once, and one of the attendees said something really profound to me. He said, Doug, the only difference between you and everyone else who speaks on your topic is the stories that you tell. And by the way, for those of you who are paying attention, you'll notice that I just told an, an entire story in about a sentence. That's it. <laughs> so the stories don't have to be elaborate. They don't have to be, um, you know, two minutes long or three minutes long or 10 minutes long. Sometimes they can just be a single story that's an example. And um, and you can turn that entire that just that single sentence into a good story. Now, um, let me give you a, a better example. It was a, a little bit more detailed. So a couple of weeks ago, I was coaching a um, tech support guy. And it was funny because one of the things that he said when we started talking about stories is he said, man, I'm having a tough time coming up with stories because technical questions don't really lend themselves to telling stories. And um, I thought about this response for a moment. Then I asked him, hey, what is the most common tech problem that you solve on a day-to-day -day basis. And he, and he told me, and then I asked, so do you remember one time when the problem came up, when that particular problem came up, when the solution was a real challenge? And he kind of thought for a second and he nodded his head. And then a moment later it dawned on him as the light bulb kind of came on and hit him that that instance that we were talking about was a, was a story. And you can do the same for your content as well. So one of the real secrets to how to deliver a bad presentation is to add analogies. So analogies and metaphors are a fantastic way to make presentations better. In fact, the more complicated the presentation, the more valuable a great analogy can be. Um, when I was a kid, it was funny. I was at uh, Spencer Gifts in the mall. I don't even know if they still have those things, but it was a, that was always a fun place to, to go when you were a kid because they always had all the cool um, dirty jokes and stuff like that anyway. So... But I was at Spencer's and there was this poster on the wall that was just a jumbled mess. I'm like, oh, my God, who would pay for this thing? It just was it was a bunch of lines and shapes. And it was it was just weird looking anyway. And um, in in front of the poster, though, there was a set of these these paper glasses, white glasses with red lenses in them. 
And, um, and there was a sign next to it said, put me on. And when I did, all of the lines and shapes in the poster disappeared. And I could see uh, see very clearly the text and image that was on the poster. It was like magic. I could I could actually see. And then I took off the glasses, and it was a jumble mess again. I put them back on. It was clean. Took them off. Jumble mess. Put it back on. Clean. And the poster. So the poster was going from messy to clean immediately. So a good analogy at the proper time in your presentation can make a messy messy presentation clean as well. So see what I did there? I actually gave you both a story and an analogy as my example. So you, you can do this in your presentations. It'll make your presentations much more interesting. So for more details, by the way, on how to insert analogies into presentations, you can, you can um, uh, click the links in the show notes. Click the, click the link in the show notes. I'll put a link to um, our um, podcast on analogies. I think we call it the secret sauce. Analogies are the secret sauce to your presentation. To, as a metaphor there. Um, okay, so the the last thing that I'm going to cover is um, adding a little bit of humor into your bad presentation. So for years, I used to encourage people that I coached to avoid inserting jokes into their presentations. And then one so Sunday morning, I was watching a Sunday news program while I was eating breakfast just before going to church. And uh, when, when that news show ended, the next program was a live broadcast from Joel Osteen's church in Houston. And so this guy's a really famous pastor now in the, in Texas. And, and he has tens of thousands of people that come to his, to his church every single Sunday. And, um, and I wasn't really kind of paying attention. I was just, I, you know, I had kind of tuned out a little bit after the, the, I wasn't even really paying attention to the news broadcast. It was probably on my iPad or something like that. But I heard, all of a sudden I heard something that was kind of interesting as he gave his introduction. And then he said, I always like to start with something funny. You know, that's my best Joel Osteen vo uh, voice right there. Um, and, and then after he said he's going to start with something funny, he told a real corny joke. And the camera panned the audience and he had, my guess would be 20,000 people or so in his church. They were all laughing. It was um, a fun way to kind of start his Sunday sermon. And then, uh, the, so the next Sunday morning, it, you know, same thing happened. I, I, I paid attention to that opening. He did the same thing. And the next Sunday, he did the same thing. He does it every single Sunday morning. He starts his his um, sermon that that way. And I, I started, he gets, he gets, thousands of people to come to his church every Sunday. And so what, whatever he's doing appears to be working. So you might try it too. Um, and, and by the way, I did a podcast last year. One of the early podcasts that I did was um, how to add humor to your presentations. I'll put that in the, in the podcast notes as well. So basically um, the, the things that we're covering here are things that we haven't really spent a lot of detail on as far as how to deliver a bad presentation. But um, we have spent a ton of time on each one of the solutions that, we, that we've offered here. So if you want more details on any of those, just kind of scan back through the podcast list and you'll see those, those titles in the, the list of podcasts or just go to show notes on, at fearlesspresentations.com and it's much, much, much easier. So uh, by the way, the real secret to how to deliver a bad presentation is to just make the presentation better. So of course, if you really, really want to know how to deliver a bad presentation the answer is to make the presentation a better presentation don't deliver a bad presentation so our experts at fearless presentations can help so um, if you just go to fearlesspresentations.com call the 800 number uh, get in touch with one of our instructors or one of our speakers and we can help make those bad presentations a much 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 better presentation so thanks a lot for being a part of fearless presentations we'll see you on next week's podcast
Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.